Hey everyone, this is Shandon Autumn from the Dreamzine and gradio.ca here today with Pinio and Loeb at Curiosity Music Festival 2019. It's a beautiful, sunshiny day, the vibes are high, we've got some music in the background from the beach stage. Uh, thank you so much guys for taking the time to sit down with me on this lovely day. Um, awesome job last night on your set. Tell me a little bit about uh, how you're feeling uh, about Curiosity so far and what you're excited for tonight. Oh, we're feeling great. It was a lot of fun. This is our third uh, year at Curiosity, second one at the new site. Uh, we're doing two two slots, one for the Westwood takeover last night, which we did, and then we're doing it for the sleeveless takeover tonight. So different styles. It's really fun to have like a similar concept, but then play like two different bodies of music, kind of catering more to each sound, but just united by our same like positive energy and variety of music that we like to have hit yeah uh, the team behind curiosity was the first people that booked us out west when we lived in halifax so we have a lot of love for the organizers and um this festival kind of jump-started our um kind of career with touring out west which we've been doing a lot more regularly now so definitely a special place in our hearts and um Got to give a big shout out to Michael and Fred and and everyone else for all their hard work. So, um, yeah, we're on in uh, five hours. So just having a casual drink and uh, we're going to get our set ready and um, Sunday fun day. Do you guys have any uh, pre-show rituals that you do? Is it usually a cold beer or, or anything specific? I always like to take a moment beforehand and just kind of close my eyes and center myself before... It's always so intense. I find there's such a transition. You know, I'll be very reserved and quiet right before, and then I get on stage, and you just kind of, it takes over the natural energy, and I go crazy. It's a real transition. Um, I don't know, sometimes we do a little huddle before. If it's a big gig, I like to get in the zone. It's great everywhere. It's great to hear the other DJs. That's another big part of the ritual, too, is just see the energy that's going on, sink in with what other people are doing, and you kind of adapt to that and move with that. It's all connected. We had like an idea of what we wanted to play here, but we don't really know until we walk around the festival, see all the sites, see hear all the sets, and then kind of get an idea of the atmosphere and the vibe. And then, then we sit down and we go through all our tracks, and then we'll make a playlist for. So we're gonna make a separate one for tonight. We made a separate one for yesterday. But yeah, in terms of pre-show, we, we like getting a little loose, not too loose. You don't like getting too, yeah, professional professional loose you don't want to like you know definitely not sloppy definitely not drunk but you know you want to be somewhat on the same level as the people in the crowd but not you know within means obviously but um yeah usually pre-show ritual is a couple drinks and uh and maybe a vape uh (laughs) and that's it (laughs) what is your festival prep like before a set how extensive is it um and do you have this specific formula that you use before a set every time i guess we always take into account if we'd played it before like we want to do something different each year but we want it to be distinctly pineo and lobe I guess um, we always have a mixture of, of new sounds and old sounds. That's kind of our, our concept, like music that's going to trigger nostalgia, something you might have heard, and then hearing it in a new way. And we always want to keep it fresh with that. So new throwbacks, just whatever is exciting for us, really. Um, it's always different. you got to keep it changing. That's what's key for us, so, you know, keep it exciting. 
in terms of I guess getting ready for the sets, um, we both he uses Tractor DJ software. I use Serata, and we usually before for preparation we'll um, analyze all our songs. So like the BPM and the key shows up, and then we'll also set cue points at certain points in the track. We either wanna there's a part with silence or a really long extended breakdown. We'll set a cue point so it skips half of that to kind of keep the energy flowing. And um, also sometimes we'll set cue points to know when to mix out um, if uh, you know if there's a perfect time to get out. And it also helps um, to look at the waveforms and to really know our songs because we each play with different gear. Um, he has a controller and I have a controller and we're both live so we transition back and forth every three, four songs. So to know when there's a good spot that we could change that's gonna be a little smoother helps with our preparation before the show. So. Uh, you had mentioned a bit about nostalgia. I uh, heard there was a Space Jam mix thrown into there. Uh, what else have you got in the works as of lately? Um, we just did a, a cover album, so we were trying to like take um, songs that we love from the past and then integrate them into something new. We always love to have classics, like classic rock, classic hip-hop, classic pop. Stuff that people know, something that'll put a smile on your face. Like people hear Space Jam, come in, they're going to laugh. You know, they've got memories associated with that. And on the dance floor, they hear that and it kind of brings back that. It's such a powerful tool, like tastefully tapping into the nostalgia bone, I guess what we want to do. And it's refreshing, you know, uh, when we're jamming, we've got like, we'll have like a couple of bass host tracks and then suddenly straight to original Pink Floyd, for example. It really makes you think about how music has changed and where it can go and the differences between modern and older music. And that's what really makes it exciting for me. Hearing what everybody else is doing, uh, a lot of similar acts, like Average Gypsy, amazing act. They were kind of on the same page. They had a few like throwbacks that just took me. As soon as you hear it, you know, you feel like a kid. Or to wherever you were when you heard that last song. I think it speaks a bit. I guess I have such a wide music taste. Um, on our, we did a 22-date tour in, um, in March, and we actually released, we listened to um, over 100 albums. 150 albums and we actually released the full list of every album we listened to on the road just on our fan page just so people could see and it was everything from Aphex Twin to Taylor Swift to hard rock like hard metal to country like we we just love any music that makes you feel something and feel good and positive and so that we try and reflect that in our set while staying true to our own sound as well, but definitely, as Pinio said, pulling on the nostalgia bone because there's memories associated, and you know they come back on the dance floor for those people. So it's it's like mind blowing, like how much there is. I know I will never be able in my life to listen to all the music that I want to. So we had to like make sure that we're always continually trying to find new stuff, old stuff, but new to us. There's just so much out there, so much to learn from different people's life experiences being put into music and seeing how people translate it in different ways. Yeah, that was that was really interesting. We did um, uh, an EP of classic rock remixes, so stuff from the 60s and 70s, and one of the tracks we did was Don't Fear the Reaper by Blue Oyster Cult, which is like a, such a favorite when I was a kid. And we put that out, and randomly we got an email from the lead singer, like the guy who wrote the song and sang the song, and said he found it on YouTube. He's like, yeah, I really like this. Like, I want to like, release this like officially. And that was just such like a mind-blowing moment to know that like music can bridge that gap 
like growing up someone who seems like untouchable like a musical legend and then just through creativity and the power of the internet suddenly you were like interacting with this this person i never imagined i could ever interact with it's really beautiful you know connecting these generations and then maybe that will be us someday you know we'll be the old veterans like reaching out to the new up-and-coming people it really makes you think about the organic connection of each musical movement and how they build off each other it's all connected you know you can be like in one scene but that scene has roots in multiple different scenes in the past and will be the roots for scenes in the future <laughs> it's cool to think about and it's also exciting with just with the internet and how the music industry works now once it's out there and it's released anything could happen at any time and it's exciting to know that you know, one day you could wake up and just get an email and your inbox and, you know, it could be just something really cool. Like basically anything could happen and um, things could change in a day and, you know, for the better or for the worse. But you have to, you know, keep positive, try and be nice to everyone you meet. And um, we sticker every Tim Hortons we go to. So I think that helps a lot. The drive through. Hopefully they don't hear this. And um, the, the scene in Canada is big, but it gets smaller the more that you're in it and the more you... It's just cool that coast to coast people are doing the exact same thing and they're, everyone's just so like-minded and we're, we're really grateful to be a part of that for sure. Absolutely. And um, as you were saying, there's such a, a cool connection with how I, the internet has really changed our, our ability to share music, to to reach out to people and I'm sure as artists that are touring you you really harness the power of the internet your way to uh, book tours to to connect with other artists for collabs um, and so what uh, what sort of collabs could we potentially look forward to in the the coming months we did our last album we had like 20 something collaborators and it was a lot of, of vocalists we love working with different vocalists and we're working on a new album now with lots of musicians and producers, a lot of West Coast acts, which is really cool. We began on the East Coast and collaborated with lots of East Coast artists. And now at the new album, we're gonna be working with like Incline, Kaitami, uh, Ski Tour, Hype Setters, um, all these acts out here that we met out here through this music. And now we're creating these things together. Um, who else are we working with? The Funk Hunters, Stylist, heroes of ours. Then now we get to to you know blend our sounds together. It's like what our approach and their approach, and it creates something unique. That's what's so exciting when you kind of figure out your method and then try to integrate someone else's method, and you get something totally new. So every collaboration is an experiment where you're just getting new and exciting results. And that's what's really motivating. You know, you don't know how it's gonna sound doing like a house song with the Funk Hunters where they normally wouldn't do that and now we've created something unique for both of us. We played that last night for the first time ever. That was like a test. We're like, let's try this out and just to see, you know, this unreleased track, people dancing to it. It's just so motivating, you know, connecting with this totally unheard music. It's just cool to, um, I guess with the case with the Funk Hunters, we, I used to see them, they used to come to the festivals at Evolve, uh, in Eastern Canada all the time. And when I was just starting DJing, I would, I barely even really produced at the time. I would see them um, perform and I'd always be like, wow, this is amazing. So it's kind of crazy to be working on music with someone that you've been such a big fan of for such a long time. And, you know, working on a song together is definitely really cool. And 
kind of have to pinch yourself sometimes with some of these experiences. Same with stylists. Been following him for years and years. What can you say about Westwood Recordings? I love, I've always had such a love for Westwood Recordings. And even last night, like it just reaffirmed how much, that, how beautiful that label is. We had so many different acts. It was Dopra Spinfree, uh, Shiloh, Moon Tricks, Rumpus, and us. And it's all very different acts but and then you all get together and you just see that the energy is so similar with all these different sounds and it creates this you know singular kind of energy and it made, this one made me think that's what Westwood is there is such a diverse sound on that label already you know you have like drum and bass from like sticky buds you have like beautiful soulful banjo music from moon tricks and somehow that can all work together you know it's it's very inspiring i think it's like and natural sounds and positivity and like funk i don't even know like how we would describe what it is that makes westwood what it is but we feel at home there among those artists and i think that last night really reaffirmed the togetherness of that movement i think that's what you want every like label to be it's not just about the, the sounds of the music but the mo- the energy and the movement of all the artists involved with it and the collaboration between them. I think it's it's all a big reflection of the festival scene as well um, in terms of the Chambla, Bass Coast, where a lot of those acts are playing. And the the atmosphere at those festivals is reflected in the music. Um, if you stand in Fractal Forest, it kind of feels like, the whole thing kind of feels like a Westwood track in the, in the, best, in the best way possible. Um, so, um, yeah, just super grateful that there is a, you know, it's cool. That's a Canadian label. It's 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 been going on for years, and it's just getting, it's just growing. And um, Nick uh, and the rest of the team, I know, put a lot of hard work into it. And I couldn't imagine being touring with the Fun Hunters and trying to run a label. Uh, but he really does a good job of you know managing both both hats. And um, we're really grateful to release music with them for sure. I guess, yeah, one more thing about that. It was a dream in 2017 when we released our first full-length album with them on Westwood. And they've done a great job. They've got some songs, some of our songs in TV shows and stuff. Um, never thought that would be possible. Just keep, like, hitting these frontiers. We're like, if we made it there, that would be unbelievable. And then somehow you get there, and it's uh, it still feels unbelievable. But it's great. Yeah. Are there going to be any more Westwood takeovers that are coming up as well as other festivals you're doing? Oh yeah, there's like a mini unofficial Westwood takeover going on at Evolve Festival out east in a couple weeks. We have like Megan Hamilton and who else? It's just playing a few Westwood artists. It's really cool to have bring them to like our home. We feel like we're guests in their home sometimes when we come out here. Now this is our second home and now that energy is coming back out east. So it's an unofficial mini Westwood takeover. And I hope there will be more. Um, and then of course tonight there's the, the sleeveless takeover, which is the other spectrum. It's like between, I like that between us, we uh, have worked with both because they're very different, but very complimentary uh, with stylus pigeonhole incline. Uh, and we're, we're starting that tonight. It's gonna be very different. We lean into our, our sleeveless side and our Westwood side. We feel complete between the two, the two energies, I suppose. The sleeveless, we also have a lot of love for. That's how we kind of got booked out here originally was we, when what Pinio was talking about earlier, released a classic rock remix experience, which was about, was it seven remixes um, that were 
including the Blue Oyster Cult one. We had David Bowie remix, Jefferson Airplane, um, Pink Floyd, Floyd, The Doors, and that kind of that was released through um, Sleevis, and that kind of got a, a following out here, which is which led to the our first bookings. So it's yeah, we, a lot of a lot of love, and we released a track "Bump in the Road" with Stylist um, last year. It's one of our favorite songs we ever worked on, and we got to hear him play it at Chambla in the crowd at Bamboo Base in Costa Rica. We were in the crowd and just um, some of the craziest. Just been such a goal to work with someone like that who we really looked up to, and then to hear him play the song that you worked on that we worked on at home is uh, is kind of a really surreal moment, and just kind of makes everything really worth it in the end. So. But we have another a track we're working on with Stylist right now, which is, that's another dream. So working with the Funk Hunters and Stylist, very different directions. And it's fun to break new ground with them. Both of them that we're doing, it's kind of breaking new ground for that artist. We're like experimenting. We're trying to go somewhere new. Um, we got Lynx is singing on it. Uh, amazing singer, Georgia. Um, so that hopefully that'll be ready for Shambhala, maybe. But um, yeah, lots of collaborations in the work right now. It's uh, it's overwhelming. We'll probably drop our ski tour collaboration today Good as well. Time. And the Tommy one. So Kaitami is gonna come play the violin on our set right before her set. Big respect to her for coming to our set and then running halfway across the festival to do her set. But uh, with Incline and Katami, that's going to be really exciting. Amazing energy, amazing energy. So you'll get to see that. And um what we were chatting about with the Westwood earlier, it, another reflection of that we played with um, Moontrix and Kaitami in Vancouver at the Red Room. Um, when, when was that? Like a couple, three months ago. And this three, it's such different. Everyone has such different sounds, but it, the whole night just kind of felt like a festival in the sense that. Uh, actually, we started off. We played ten to twelve, and then Moontrix came on, and then. Hi, Tammy, close it off. It's, you know, people are going crazy with the drum and bass. And um, that night we we met them for the first time and Moon Tricks. And um, then we that planted the seed. And then we, we went to um, Kai Tammy's studio in Victoria when we were on Vancouver Island for some shows and worked on two songs together. So it's just these festivals are just the best place for for networking, for collaboration, for meeting new like minded friends. We've already gotten booked at gigs for next summer from being here kind of thing. So it's and more collaborations and just it's great chatting with someone on Facebook, but actually meeting someone in person is just a whole other level in terms of, you know, you just get to really know someone, you know, you can't really tell people's body language or their energy, their chakra. Yeah. <laughs> so um, this is. Um, really makes these experiences worthwhile because one, we love playing, but two, we love working in the music industry and this is prime networking time. <laughs> um, that being said, I, I'm extremely grateful to have you here and have your presence at this festival and to be getting this interview because you and I, we've I've been in coordination <laughs> online, and so you're right. There is that that different heartfelt connection that happens, and um, to be able to network like this in such a, a beautiful and profound place, 
is uh, is really such a blessing. So thank you for taking the time to be here with me today. And um, is there anything else before we we let you go uh, that you would like to add? A big thank you for doing this, and I hope that uh, people find value in our experiences and sh- you know sharing. And I hope that. Uh, then you know, we continue to, to meet new people and make more music. And if you are hearing this, please feel free to reach out to us. We're very approachable and we just want to create beautiful things, make a positive change in the world. Big thank you. Yeah, thank you for taking the time to speak with us. And um, we're Pinio and Loeb, P-I-N-E-O-L-O-E-B. Our name's been misspelled every possible way on posters. Um, Pino and Loeb, Pino and Liab, uh, Pinio versus Liab. We've had pretty much everything. Um, as long as it kind of looks like Pinio and Loeb, we're, we're cool. Um, we give out free stickers. And um, you could check us out. Um, Spotify, Pinio and Loeb. We have um, both our albums up there. SoundCloud, Pinio and Loeb, YouTube. Pinio Music and Pinio and Loeb. Either way, just type it in. And uh, we're on Instagram, Pinio and Loeb. Or you could add us on Facebook, Mitchell Pinio, JR Loeb. We still have uh, 700 friends left-ish that we could add until we're at 5,000. So uh, hop on the train. And uh, yeah, we'd love to connect if you're listening. So thank you. The new album coming soon. <laughs> yeah, new album. Really excited to. album. Can't wait for you to hear it. Be sure to check these guys out. Again, it's Pinio and Loeb, uh, and make sure to support their music. Amazing people. Uh, to all the listeners and our friends of G Radio and the Dream Zine, thanks for tuning in. We will keep you posted throughout the summer. Much love. Mm-hmm.